It's time for the podcast with two guys whose BMI is higher than their IQ. It's the Morning Five, sponsored by Smith's Floor Coverings. This is a double cheek push here. Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? Our pets' heads are falling off! Guess what today is? I like turtles. Hump day! Hump day! You're my boy, Blue! Hey, Mom! The meatloaf! We want it now! I don't know how long this is going to last. Be either, Coach. Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for your favorite morning podcast. We've reached Wednesday, August 23rd, 2023, and we are live. August 23rd, National Sponge Cake Day. Ooh, sponge cake. I can get down with some sponge cake now. Mmm, yeah. sponge cake. Yeah, I can get down with some sponge cake. Sponge cake is good, man. Yeah, it's uh, I, I like sponge cake because it, it, it's like a treat and it's light. Like you don't feel heavy after eating sponge cake. Like I feel like a lot of cakes and especially a lot of desserts after you eat it, you feel like I don't know. You just feel kind of bleh. You know what I mean? But like the the fluffy and lightness of sponge cake is awesome. And you throw some throw some strawberries on top and maybe some whipped cream or something like that, and and you're in business, yeah. dude. It's also National Cuban Sandwich Day. Oh, yes. Ah, oh. oh, man, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm a big fan of Cuban sandwiches. They are they are really good. We had a... Uh, do you remember Dana down in down in Tampa that worked for us? I think he still works for Akamai. I think so. Dana Sims. Uh, we went down there one time uh, down to down to Tampa to work for a little bit. He, he was in Miami. Um, and, and we drove, uh, we met, we, we drove down to Miami for uh, a couple days of work from Tampa and his wife, uh, who, who is Cuban made us some like Cuban sandwiches and like, like the homemade real Cuban sandwiches from Cuba out of this world, dude, they were, I, I can, I can still exactly remember the taste of our Cuban sandwiches. They were awesome. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm the a, kind of, those dude, are the best kinds of foods yes. that you have. When you actually have like legit, yep, like homemade sandwiches or homemade whatever the food is from that particular country, there's nothing better. Than can't that. beat it. No. Can't beat it. That's no. why you know I've told you this many a times. I can't. I I can't eat. I can't. I just don't enjoy it. Like normal pasta, especially like if we go to like a, an Italian restaurant, like Olive Garden or something. I'll refuse to order Italian food. I'll order something. You know, I'll order a pizza or chicken fingers or something. Uh, because Mr. Jim, when growing up, when we were kids, like he would make homemade pasta like once a month or once every other month. He'd take a Friday off and he'd stay home from work and he would slave away in the kitchen all Friday and make homemade pasta. We'd come home and there'd be pasta hanging from everywhere, drying, uh, and we'd get we'd get a homemade pasta meal. It would either be like um, a veal parmesan or something like that, chicken parmesan, something like that, uh, you know, at, le- at least once every other month, if not more than that. So, like, he has ruined me on Italian restaurants or like boxed Italian pasta or something because he used to make it homemade all the time. So yeah, whenever you, whenever you have something original and homemade, like the recipes from the country it originated from, uh, it's you almost can't eat the imitation stuff anymore. There's no doubt. Uh, good news, Bryce. Poor K. Last, last night, the Braves beat the Mets. All right, um, let's it, go. It was a little bit closer than I... I really wanted but we'll take a dub we'll take the 80 win number excuse me win number number 81 we've at least secured 500 oh that's good i hope we finish above 500 just but just by a couple games but i'm glad we secured 500 
we've got what 37 games left and uh we've <laughs> we've we've made sure that we are done with 500 i like it so that's good yeah uh, uh, like rosario had two big rbis last night uh with a, another two-run bomb thank stay you hot stay hot dude he, he's now um i saw i saw kevin McAlpin tweet this and by the way k mag uh is the is probably the best twitter source for brave stats i would think um I, I like Dave O'Brien. I like Grant McCauley. I like uh, Mark Bowman. They're all good. They have good insights into the Braves. But, man, if you want stats, if you want fun stats, I, it's, it's Kevin McAlpin. Like, it, it, K-Mac's I, the best. Yeah, K-Mac is the best, dude. Uh, as far as K-Mac to the Braves is uh, my rolling to the, the Hawks, my Brad rolling to the Hawks. Uh, and, and K-Mac uh, tweeted out last night. He said, Rosario is now 12 for 22 on the homestand with four homers, six runs scored, and 10 RBIs. His 20th of the season gives the Braves offensive, uh, gives the Braves offense seven players with 20 plus bombs on the season. And we were just talking yesterday about if Rosario, yeah, Rosario and Murph could get to 25 apiece. Yep, he only needs five more, and that'll be fun. I wouldn't bet against him. I would not bet against him, folks. Speaking of 25 home runs, Ozuna hit number 27 last night. I mean, good God. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just, it's, he's, he's on fire, too. Man. It's crazy because of the start he has. He's the most he's the most hot and cold player. And, and this is this is probably just because it's happening recently. I'm sure there's I'm sure there's other players in Braves history that are that are just as hot as cold as Ozuna. But Ozuna is like one of the one of the most hot or most cold players I can remember in recent history for the Braves. He's just so streaky. It's crazy. When he's hot, man, you can't get him out. But when he's cold, oh, geez, you might as well just mark down a strikeout in his space in the lineup. No doubt. Yeah. And it's it's tough for him. It's tough for me to cheer for him. I, I don't. It really is. I don't. I'm with you on that one. Yeah. It's uh, it's very, very difficult. Uh, I'm, I'm happy when good things happen or like when he does good things. But outside of that, you know. Yes. I'm. I'm 1,000% on the train you are with that one. Uh, I want to see the Braves do well. Uh, I want to see the Braves win. And if that means Ozuna has to get some home runs and some hits, so be it. Uh, but it's like what I said. I put this on Facebook, man. I would I would rather us take an out in the ninth spot than have Ozuna on this team. Yeah. So, yep. yeah. Just my opinion. Uh, my opinion. Bryce Elder last night, five and a third, one earned, three Ks. Oh, let's go, Bryce. Yeah. I'll take it. Yeah. Let's it's go. not a great outing, but I'll take it. Uh, it's five and a third. I'm sorry, you get into the sixth, and I mean, I'll take the one run. Three Ks is a little bit low for me, especially with Bryce. Um, I don't know. Well, I, I mean, I'll take it. It's not. It's not great, but it's not terrible either. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's. I. I, I would. I. I always try to. I always try to look at it to like if this was a. If this was a game in the playoffs, would you be happy with Elder's outing if this was a playoff game? Yes. 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 Uh, yeah. Same. Same. I would be too. Um, and I can I can guarantee you the next time Bryce Elder goes out, he will get shellacked for more than five runs. Uh, yeah. It's just it's, yeah. it's how it is. He he went he you know went seven against the Yankees, didn't give up any earned runs, uh, struck out three, and then he goes five and a third last night versus the Mets only gave one earned run up so it's time for him to have two terrible outings so if you are a betting man look and see when bryce elder pitches next uh which might be this weekend so it might be part of the uh, incredible pulp locks of the weekend 
Uh, yeah, go ahead, go ahead and mark Bryce Helder down for four or five earned runs this weekend. That's just terrible. It's crazy, dude. I mean, if you look, he hasn't strung together three good starts in a row in over two months. Which, which is, it's, it's nuts bad. because he, he started April and May off as the best pitcher, as the best pitcher yeah. in the major leagues. Yeah, possible Cy Young. And it's it's just too good, too bad, too good, too bad, too good, too bad. So it's uh it's kind of comical how I, I don't know just consistent he is, consistently inconsistent. It's kind of crazy. Bryce, we have a fantasy football event coming up on Sunday. We do. That we do. Six o'clock, right? Yeah, six o'clock on Sunday afternoon. I set the time and I forgot it. Um, we are going to do our. Basically, set our fantasy football draft lineup. Correct. Yes. So, why don't you give me some fantasy football sleepers? All right. So, I went through. I went through the list of fantasy football players and kind of looked at their ADP and saw who was going in the later rounds to see if you need any sleepers. If if you go if you go the quarterback zero route, which I do a lot, and you're looking to pick up somebody off the waiver wire, all these guys should be on the waiver wire. All these running backs, wide receivers, and tight ends that I'm going to mention should also be in the later rounds, if not the waiver wire, depending on how many teams you have. We have eight teams in our league, uh, so I don't think most of the teams in our league are going to get deep enough to have to pick these sleepers. These sleepers are more uh, geared towards a 10-team or especially a 12-team league. Uh, where you got, you know, you're you're going and picking up wide receiver four on the Denver Broncos. You know what I mean? Like it, it's it's pretty deep. So my top three sleeper fantasy football quarterbacks this year, I like Kenny Pickett, Jordan Love, and Desmond Ritter. I think Pickett is going to have a huge year, another year under his belt as starter up in Pittsburgh, um, especially with uh, Georgie Pickens at wide receiver. Uh, he's he's not getting drafted very high. I think his ADP is somewhere around. Like, I think he's like the 12th or 13th quarterback being taken right now. So if you get to the later rounds and Pickett is there and you want to go, you want to pick up a quarterback in the draft, I, I like Kenny Pickett a lot. I think he's one of those start it and forget it type guys. You put him in your lineup, you only need to get a uh, get a backup for two games for the two, two buys that he has. But I, I like Kenny Pickett. Jordan Love, man. This guy has done nothing but impress me in the preseason. Every single practice, every single OTA that I saw earlier this year, Every single uh, preseason game that I've seen Jordan Love play in, he he looks like a dude. He looks like a dude, and and I don't I don't want to say this too early. It is too early, and I'm going to say it anyways. I suppose I, they did the same thing with Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers, and now they're doing the exact same blueprint from Aaron Rodgers to Jordan Love. I'm not going to say Jordan Love is going to be Brett Favre or Aaron Rodgers, but he is going to be a very very good quarterback. It wouldn't surprise me at the end of the year. If Jordan Love is a top five NFC quarterback. Wow. I, I like the okay. way he plays. Yeah, I like the way he plays a lot. Uh, number three, this is a guy that's not going to put up big numbers, but I think he's going to be consistent enough to probably be an every week starter. Uh, he's not in an offense that throws the ball a lot, but I think he's going to get uh, quite a bit of touchdowns. I like Desmond Ritter, man. I like Desmond Ritter. Once again, he's probably a guy that you can pick off the waiver wire if you want to go quarterback zero in your draft. I think Ritter is going to have low volume, but high points. I don't think he's going to throw for a ton of yards. I'd be pretty shocked if, I, I don't know, I think somewhere between like 175 and 225 is somewhere where Desmond Ritter's probably going to live most games. 
But it wouldn't surprise me if some of these games they get down in the red zone and they throw a jump ball to uh, old Cuzzy that doesn't like to wear shoes. I forget his name. Um, or, or Drake London or Kyle Pitts or a little flare route over to Bijan or Cordero Patterson. I, there's a lot of weapons on this offense. He, he's not going to put up massive numbers, but I, I think he's one another one of those kind of start him and forget him guys. Yeah, I think he definitely needs to be near the bottom. Um, I don't think our offense is geared towards that. Jordan Love is a great call. They're going to be throwing the ball around, um, and so that's going to be an interesting thing. And Kenny Pickett, gosh, you, you talked about having uh, George Pickens on that team, and he is he is an absolute stud. And we knew it when he was in Georgia, but him coming now is just it absolutely incredible. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I agree with you on those three. Yeah, Kenny Pickett right now, uh, scrolling down, scrolling down. Kenny Pickett right now is the 19th quarterback coming off the board. So once again, probably a waiver wire guy. Desmond Ritter is 33rd and Jordan Love is 26th. So more than likely, yeah. all of those guys will probably be available on the waiver wire. Uh, at running back, I like Rashad White uh, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's going to be interesting to see what Tampa Bay is going to run offensively. I think it's going to be similar to uh, what the Falcons well, are going to run. Today. Yeah, yeah. Baker Mayfield is the starting quarterback down there. And uh, dude, I just you know, if you want if you want a super waiver wire pick up a quarterback, you can go Baker Mayfield. Um, <coughs> oh, excuse me. Uh, but yeah, I like Rashad White down at Tampa Bay. I think they're going to run a similar style to Atlanta. Talking about Atlanta, a guy that's a guy that's not being talked about at all. And I don't know if I've seen him picked up in any of my mock drafts that I have done. Tyler Algier. I think Tyler Algier is going to have a big year, man. Uh, he's not going to be RB1. He's second on the depth chart. He's RB2. And is he legit RB2? In my opinion, he's RB1. Really? Um, yeah. So here's my thing. I don't consider CP84 RB1, which they do. Um, I consider him, you go wherever you're needed. So I don't really consider that a running back. I think Algier is the one, and then Bijan is the two right now. Yes. Uh, Bijan will be the one. He will be. Yeah. Yes. Week one. But week one, Bijan Robinson will be the number one running back. See, I don't, I, I don't know. I will bet I think you, our, I will the, bet you the, the rest of the money I make my entire life. <laughs> I think I think Arthur Smith will probably kind of that off a little bit and let me let me clarify what i say rb1 i don't mean on the depth chart i mean when i say rb1 i mean like amount of touches or amount of plays ran to b john robinson okay. um so yeah a little little different but yeah tyler algier uh getting picked up in a lot of the late rounds right now he's the 46th the running back coming off of the board and, and i love i love where he's gonna be because tyler algier i i mean all these running backs for Atlanta can play in so many different spots. They're not they're not really competing for just the running back spot. Like you can flank Cordero Patterson out. You can you can see what Bijan Robinson can do in space. You can have B, yep. you can have all three running backs in the field at once and and be fine. Um, Rashad Penny in in the Philadelphia Eagles offense I think is going to be big. They're going to spell him. He's going to split time uh, in the backfield with um, DeAndre Swift. I also like Swift a lot, but he is getting picked kind of high. Um, and if you look at Rashad Penny, Rashad Penny's just above uh, Tyler Algier in ADP. He, he's about the 27th running back being taken right around like David Montgomery, Isaiah Pacheco, 
uh, and Dalvin Cook. So I like I, I like uh, Rashad Penny in that offense. Samaj P. Ryan, uh, he, he's one of those guys that I'm sort of taking a flyer on as well. Um, I, I don't know what that offense is going to be. I don't have a lot of faith in um, in Mister Unlimited out in Bronco Land. So we'll we'll see what we'll see what that happens. But I like Samaj. I know he's an I know he's an athletic guy. And then Chase Brown. Chase Brown up in Cincinnati. He's going to be behind Joe Mixon for sure, but you can pick up Chase Brown. He's the 63rd running back coming off the board, and he's he's right there next to Cordero Patterson. Cordero Patterson is at 62. Uh, Chase Brown at 63. He's He has really good ADP in the later rounds if you're looking to pick up a running back that's going to give you some payback. Wow. So CB84 is lower than Bijan. Yeah, yeah. Bijan's a tier one running back. Bijan's a tier one fantasy football guy. Bijan Bijan Robinson is being drafted up there with Christian McCaffrey, Austin Eckler. Right now, he's the number three running back coming off the board. Wow. Bijan Robinson wow. is ahead of Saquon Barkley, Derrick Henry, Tony Pollard, Josh Jacobs, Jonathan Taylor Thomas, Naj Harris. Oh. Yeah. He is, I think he I think overall his ADP is like eight or nine. Uh nine. Bijan Robinson's ADP right now is nine crazy people are super high on this guy oh my god jackson smith and jigma's out for four weeks yep crap all right uh go moving on to wide receivers jackson smith and jigma is a good pickup for later rounds by the way uh wide receiver i like calvin ridley down there dude he's looked good coming uh in and out of his cuts i think that that offense down in jacksonville is going to be a wagon this year jordan addison i like jordan addison a lot as well up in minnesota uh viking land he's um whoops Peter just freaked out. He's, he's right now about the 37th uh, wide receiver being taken off the board right around Gabe Davis and Jackson Smith and Jigba, Brandon Cooks. I think he's going to have a big year. I love uh, Kirk Cousins up in Minnesota. I think he's going to be – I think they're going to be good this year. I think they're going to – I don't want to say they're going to win the division because of how much I like MCDC and the Lions, uh, but I think Jordan, Jordan Addison is going to have a big, big year. Christian Watson, this kind of goes back with do you like drafting quarterbacks – and wide receivers that are on the same team. I do. I like to use that draft format. And so if I went Jordan Love, if I if I went Jordan Love, or you're probably going to go Christian Watson first because you're going to draft him right now going as the 22nd wide receiver. If you go Christian Watson and you go quarterback zero in the draft, pick up Jordan Love as your quarter, as your starting quarterback week one. I think those two are going to have really good chemistry this year uh, and be pretty dynamic up there for the cheeseheads. And Kadarius Toney. Kadarius Toney for the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. He's going 45th overall right now as far as wide receivers go. I don't I don't know why Patrick Mahomes' wide receivers are going so low. Right now you can get Kadarius Toney or Sky Moore at 45 and 50, uh, respectively, on the wide receivers. I know Travis Kelsey is going to be the number one target out there, but, I mean, Patrick Mahomes is going to elevate these wide receivers. So the fact that you can get them, in, in later ADPs, I mean, I mean, you can get these guys at 110th and 122nd overall, Kadarius Tony and Sky Moore. It, Patrick Mahomes is still their quarterback. He's going to get him the ball somehow. Saw something yesterday, but speaking of, of Travis Kelsey, that said that um, it would not be outlandish to take Travis Kelsey number one overall. It would not. It, it would. It would not. Um, I have the number two pick overall, so I am not going Travis Kelsey. But if I was anywhere, if I was four back, I would I would one thousand percent take Travis Kelsey, one thousand percent take him. Yeah. Um. I, I'm at number two right now, so I think I'm gonna go Jamar Chase. Uh. But yeah, Travis Kel Travis Kelsey anywhere in the first round is a is a pretty sure thing. 
Um, Moving on to Travis Kelsey's position. Uh, At tight end, everybody's always looking for those those fantasy kind of hidden gems at tight end because outside of the top three this year for tight ends, uh, it's kind of pick your poison, man. It's kind of a toss-up. Irv Smith Jr. for the Cincinnati Bengals. Joe Burr is a big fan of using his tight ends, and I think Irv Smith Jr. is going to have a big year this year up there. The offense is more balanced. There's going to be a lot of check down routes with Jamar Chase probably going to get doubled. I think Irv Smith Jr. is going to face a lot of, of zone coverage, and he, he's, he's pretty athletic right now going 177th overall, 20th in the tight ends. Hayden Hurst in Carolina. One of the biggest tips I can give you for drafting a tight end is nine times out of ten when you're drafting a tight end, look and see if that tight end has a rookie quarterback. If that tight end has a rookie quarterback, then there is a very good chance that the tight end is going to have a big year. And Hayden Hurst in Carolina has Bryce Young as his rookie quarterback, and that almost always spells success. Almost always spells success for tight ends. Mike Gusecki in New England. Um, I don't know if it's going to be Billy uh, zipping the ball zappy or if it's going to be Mac Jones that's going to be starting in New England. But we know how Bill Belichick likes to uh, run his double tight end set. And Mike Gusecki and Hunter Henry are going to be the two uh, starting tight ends up there in New England. I like Gusecki more. He's super athletic. Um, I mean, he had a 73-catch, 780-yard season in 2021. He got franchise tagged for the Dolphins. Uh, and he's going up to uh, going up to New England. So I think Bill Belichick's going to use him a lot. And a guy that a lot of people have probably never heard of, Jawan Johnson. Jawan Johnson right now going as the 19th tight end overall. Can probably pick him up off of waivers at the end of the draft if you want to go tight end zero. Jawan Johnson last year was in the top five of tight ends week seven on. Jawan Johnson for the New England uh, New Orleans Saints should have another monster year this year, especially with Chris Olave being down there, pulling most of the coverage away. I'm not sure what Michael Thomas is going to do. Alvin Kamara is going to be doing his thing. I think it's going to free up Jawan Johnson uh, this year to have a big year at tight end for the Saints. Once again, from week seven on last year, Jawan Johnson was in the top five almost every single week for tight ends. Okay. Well, that's a good breakdown, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, that's and it. I, I know. Look, I'm. this is going to be my first year playing PPR. I haven't played PPR ever. It's always been just regular, just straight up. So this will be in- interesting for me when it comes to draft time because I've got to I've got to throw that in. Yeah, you know I, I, mean? I love PPR, man. It's 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 my favorite style of fantasy football. Uh, Bryce, it's Wednesday. It is Wednesday. It's what is that? Wednesday, Wednesday, uh, Wednesday means that we have our pop culture Wednesday. Pop culture Wednesday. Uh, yeah, today we are coming up with our favorite albums of all time. Not necessarily what albums we think are the top five greatest of all time, but just our top five favorite albums of all time. These are Bryce's I, our personal favorites. These right. are not what the best albums of all time will be on the, you know, the uh, Rolling Stone top five or whatever. This is Bryce's of my top five. Uh, yeah, so I'll start out and I'll, I'll hit. A, I'll do my five. You do your five. I'll do my four. You do your four, and uh, okay. we'll, we'll we'll roll with them that way. So my number fit. My number five album is probably the uh, the best hip hop album I've ever listened to. Every single song on this album is an absolute bangers. Uh, I mean, it has popular songs like "Insane," "The Membrane," uh, "Lick a Shot," "Cock the Hammer." Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I mean, what goes around comes around, kid. They have a ton, a ton of hits on this album. It's Black Sunday by Cypress Hill. Came out in 1993. I, I think it won a bunch of Grammys and stuff. But it, it's Cypress's, Cypress Hill's best album. There's a ton of bangers on here. And it's probably, for my money, the greatest hip-hop album ever made. Okay. <clears throat> Hello. I, I, I think I... Wow. Hello. 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 I, I like that one. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, give me, for number five, give me Songs You Know By Heart from Jimmy Buffett. Oh, that's a good album. <laughs> that <laughs> is a good album. Literally every single song that you know by Jimmy Buffett is on this album. Yep. And it's the best. It's, it's like, I'll just randomly start listening to it just like on the commute home or if i'm heading down to the beach i'll just listen to this first you know what i mean so yep, yep. uh songs you know by heart by jimmy buffett is my number five and in everybody or i don't know if everybody knows but i'm a i'm a big buffett fan so yeah I, yeah I, I, i'm right there with you i like that one yeah, uh, a1a a1a uh, bryce and i both went to and that concert was phenomenal it was awesome dude it was so good i i hope they come back i i really do i hope uh i hope that comes back they did, they did a great job. I'm a huge Buffett fan. At number four, I have what a lot of people consider to be the greatest song or to be the greatest album of all time. It's Pet Sounds by the Beach Boys. A lot of people, a lot of people consider this to be the number one greatest album of all time. It's got bangers all over it, dude. Wouldn't it be nice? You still believe in me. Uh, Salute John B., uh, God only knows. I know there's an answer. Pet sounds. Uh, there's just bangers all over this Beach Boys album. I have listened to this Beach Boys album hundreds of times. It is. It, it's great. Every time I listen to it, I feel like I pick up something different. The way they use different instruments in different parts of the album. It's. It really is phenomenal. So, uh, Pet Sounds by the Beach Boys is my, my number four album. Give me Metallica Black. Oh, Metallica album. Black album is a great, great album, um, and it starts with Inner Sandman and just continues on from there. When you've got Inner Sandman, Sabbath True, The Unforgiven, Wherever I May Roam, I mean that song that that album is just ridiculous. So give me the Metallica Black album, and and I'll be just happy as hell. I like it. <laughs> have you have you listened to their new album they came out with, Seventy Two Seasons? No, I'm pretty gonna good. have to. It's pretty good, man. It's on Spotify. It has that uh, Luxy Turner, that Luxy Turner song that they came out with like a year ago. Yeah, um, yeah, Seventy Two Seasons. It's, a, it's an awesome album. It's really good. Uh, at number three, I have Adam Hart Mother by Pink Floyd. Probably not Pink Floyd's Ooh. most popular album of all time. Uh, in fact, I don't think Roger Waters even likes it. I think Roger Waters and and David Gilmore have said uh, that it's it, that, that it's not a good album. I love it, though. It's my favorite Pink Floyd album. It's really different. It's really odd. Uh, the way they kind of incorporate a lot of the guitar riffs and everything into it is really unique. Some of the uh, some of the songs they recorded on it um, were recorded in like a stone castle because they wanted the reverb on it. Uh, none of the songs anybody's anybody's going to know off the top of their head. Uh, Father Shout, Mother Four, Funky Dunky, uh, Fat Old Son. I mean, none of these songs are are Pink Floyd's most popular songs, but it's a it's a good album, and it's one of those albums that requires you to listen to it on vinyl because of the timing and everything and the way the break is made. If you listen to it on 
I don't know, like Spotify and stuff, it doesn't flow and make as much sense as if you listen to it on vinyl. Okay. Makes sense. All right. Uh, at my number three, give me Thriller. Oh, oh that's Jackson. a good one. That's more of a movie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so here's the thing with... And I think you and I have talked about this. There, every once in a while, you get in like you have to listen to Michael Jackson just to remember just how much of a musical genius he was. Just all of his songs were ridiculous, but the Thriller album had Thriller on it, had Beat It, had Billy Jean, had Pyt. I mean, it was that album was was fantastic. And going through his his discography, it's. It's great. I, I love, 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 love going through them and just listening to his music every once in a while because he he was a musical genius, regardless of what he did at home. Yeah. He was great. Yeah, yeah I agree. Uh, at number two, I have the album that I've listened to probably the most. Th- this is probably the most played album that I've ever listened to. Pretty Hate Machine by Nine Inch Nails. It was the original debut album for Nine Inch Nails Trent Reznor played every single instrument every single sound every single instrument you hear on this album was played by Trent Reznor he recorded this all by himself and it is one of the biggest most masterful pieces of musical art that I've ever heard I mean it was it was late 80s I think it came out in 80 89 or 87 or somewhere around there um it, it was like the early days of grunge and the way he used a lot of the noises and sounds. I mean, head like a whole terrible lie down on it. Uh, something I can never have sin. I, I mean, just every single song back to back songs. Once again, this is a song that needs to be listened to on an album because of the way the uh, songs flow through each other and pretty hate machine by nine inch nails is one of the grittiest albums I've ever heard of it, I, I've, I've listened to this album more than any other album in the history of music. It's phenomenal. It's great. And and every time I listen to it, I feel like I learned something new about the album. That's a good call. That's a really good call. It's an awesome, awesome album. My final two are going to be weird. Um, And I, I, I really don't care what people think. These are just my, my favorite two albums. Um, It's uh, yourself or someone like you from, uh, Max Spots 20. I loved this album when it first came out, and I probably have listened to it 400 billion times. I know that's <laughs> an overgeneralization, but I have listened to that song, that album itself from start to finish so many times. It's ridiculous. Um, even as an adult, I, I really like what they put together. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's mine for number two. I like that album. I like I like anything Matchbox Twenty, man. The like the like the early ninety or the, the mid nineties Matchbox Twenty, just kind of easy listening type stuff. I, I like anything by yeah. them. Yeah, kind of a throwaway song that shouldn't be a throwaway song in that in that album is Cody. And yeah. if you get a chance to do it, Cody is really good. Uh, my number one song. I, I have a couple albums that I the first time I listened to it really stuck out in my mind and sort of changed the way I thought about music. Uh, Pretty Hate Machine was like that. Adam Hart Mother by Pink Floyd was like that. Straight out of Compton by NWA. I told you all that story a couple weeks ago. Um, the number the number one album that as soon as I listened to it, it sort of changed the way I thought about music and I thought about how music was composed and put together and how albums were made. It's it's Are You Experienced by Jimi Hendrix. It is the best pure rock 
album that I've ever listened to in my entire life. It's not very long. It's a 38-minute album, uh, and it is... There are so many bangers. Foxy Lady, Red House, I Don't Live Today, May This Be Love, Third Stone on the Sun, Are You Experienced? I mean, just so many phenomenal hits by Jimi Hendrix, who is... I don't want to say he's the greatest guitar player of all time because I think Lemmy was up there. Um, Jack White is really good, uh, but he's definitely top five. Jimi Hendrix is top five. Some of the stuff he did with the guitar was absolutely revolutionary. And I, I have I have Jimi Hendrix's Are You Experienced as my favorite album of all time. I haven't listened to it as much as I did Pretty Hate Machine, but every time I listen to Jimi Hendrix's Are You Experienced, I mean, it. If you get into the album, if you get into the song, if you buy into it, if you get into that mindset, man, it just it takes you off into a different world. It takes you off into a different headspace. It's 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 pretty crazy how this album was was made and developed and, and where you go when you're listening to it. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> mine my number one is the album that got me started with my favorite band of all time. And granted, this is just my personal favorite. Um, it's Stunt from Bare Naked Ladies. Um, when Stunt came out in 1998, I got the CD, and yeah, I I know this sounds old, but I got the CD, and I probably you want to talk about listening to yourself or someone like you, you know, how many billion times I, I I've listened to Stunt probably double that. Um, it's what got me started into Bare Naked Ladies and then at that point I started finding every other album they've done and have since purchased every other album they've done <laughs> um, it's they are my favorite band uh, every bit of when you listen to this album it's their goofy punk pop rock uh, you know which I love they're, it's, it's a Canadian kind of pop rock and when you listen to it it just it made me feel pretty good at the time and you know it, they had you know high songs they had low songs it didn't matter for me so it was it was just a fantastic album so that's mine stunt as uh, bare naked ladies but yeah i like, I like bare naked ladies I like some of their stuff they have they have three or four songs that i that i know like by heart you know what i mean that the ones that have been on the radio they're good they're good they're Sort of like Matchbox 20, like that easy listening, fun, kind of upbeat type stuff. At least the stuff they play on the radio. Right, um, let me tell you that they are 10 times better on live than they are on the album. Really? Yes. They are fantastic live because they actually, they'll interact with the crowd a lot better. Oh, that's cool. They enjoy, they enjoy the like crowd work. You know what? You know what genre of music really had a short shelf life and then died off? You, you remember Ska in the 90s? Yeah, I do remember Ska. I was really big into Ska, and that it just I loved Real Big Fish. I still listen to stuff by Real Big Fish. It got it got big, and then it just sort of died. I guess I guess Cake was Ska-ish. Ska, Ska got really big, and then it died off. I, I don't know why that just came into my my head, but I used to like Ska. Yep. yep. That's our, uh, that's our um, Pop Culture Wednesday. Favorite albums of all time. Mine's uh, Black Sunday, Cypress Hill, Pet Sounds, Beach Boys, Adam Hart Mother, Pink Floyd, Pretty Hate Machine, Nine Inch Nails, and Are You Experienced by Jimi Hendrix. Mine are Songs You Know By Heart by Jimmy Buffett, Black Album from Metallica, Thriller from Michael Jackson, Yourself or Someone Like You, 
Xbox 20, and then Stunt from Bare Naked Ladies. And anybody out there who's saying, where's the country albums? Uh, go to hell. We don't like no. country. Absolutely not. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we did not listen you to could, country You albums. could give me a top 100 albums of all time, and there wouldn't be a single country album on there. I can I can guarantee you that. Yeah, I don't I don't think I could do that either. No. No. I would not. Uh, I would not. Maybe maybe a Dolly Parton like Christmas special would be up there, something like that, but that that's about it. <laughs> that's that's about it. I can't I can't do country music. Can't do country music. Give me the Marine South scoreboard, bud. Uh, the Marine South scoreboard from last night in softball. Bowden falls to Pepperell five to two. Bremen beats Adairsville. Of course they do in a doubleheader, seven to one and six to two. No surprise there. Uh, Central falls to Heritage three to nothing. Harrelson County falls to Rockmart five to nothing. Heard County beats Crawford County three to two. That's a nail biter. Uh, Temple beats Lamar County five to one in a very close game. Lamar County loaded the bases up in the bottom of the last inning, uh, and Temple got them to fly out. I believe they have the bases loaded with only one out, uh, and Temple was able to get out of there with a win and allow no runs. And then Villarica does what Villarica does against their region. They beat Mays nineteen to nothing last night in softball. Um, uh, yeah, that's t- yeah they they continue the uh, scoreless streak that they've held their region opponents to so far this year. Uh, and in volleyball, Hurt County beats Callaway two to one last night down in Hurt County on the Smith's floor coverings games and events calendar for tonight in softball. We have three games, all home games for our home teams. Carrollton is hosting Cedartown, Hurt County is hosting Troop County, and Mount Zion is hosting Pebblebrook. Nice. Need another cup of coffee? Yes, sir, I do indeed. Another cup of coffee brought to you by realtor Hannah Strong with the Robert Gould Real Estate Group. Ex-USC star Reggie Bush is going to file a defamation lawsuit against the NCAA. Good. Yes. Do it. Yep. It's about freaking time. Because this is... Look, guys. He took money. There's no doubt. (laughs) I mean, he did. That's why he, he doesn't have... He doesn't have the Heisman anymore. But you know what? I don't care. He was the best player that year, and he he deserves his Heisman back. This is ridiculous. The thing that the thing that really pisses me off about this whole entire situation, did Reggie Bush come out with like a Netflix series talking about how he took money? Uh no. No. Okay. Uh he doesn't have his Heisman though, right? You took it away from him? No. Okay. All yeah. right. What about Johnny Manziel? Did he come out with a Netflix movie? Yeah. 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 Okay. He, does he still yeah, have he his did. Heisman? Yeah, he huh. still does. Okay, all right. I like to see the double standards the NCAA has. Yeah, I'm I'm Team Reggie Bush on this one, man. Go after the NCAA. Uh, it, it's the way they the inequality the way that they treated athletes. The fact that Johnny Manziel still has his Heisman, but they took Reggie Bush's away, like I, ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. The fact that he got paid and took money from boosters and stuff doesn't make him not the Heisman. It just makes him break the law i don't i don't know man it doesn't it didn't it's not like it affected his play on the field i, I don't know yeah but i i'm right i'm team reggie bush i'm with you on this one i'm team reggie bush uh yankees losing streak hits nine <laughs> <laughs> sorry uh and then it's the longest since 1982 oh man it's been already always always i don't care if i've got a really good friend of mine that is a yankees fan i don't care I will always, always, always root against the New York Yankees. I always. hate the Yankees. Hate the Yankees. And you know what? And that's it. They're going to say it's because of, you know, the 90s and everything. That absolutely freaking is. Yeah. The thousand There's no percent. doubt it. So go F yourself, New York. We're good. Yeah. Haha. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody likes you. 
keep losing. Uh, I don't think there's a single Yankees team that I would ever cheer for, Billy, in any sport. Uh, okay. But I, I can't. I mean, New York team? Yeah. What did I say? Oh, okay. Yankees team. Oh, my bad. I meant New York team. Sorry. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't, think sport, a, I don't think there's a single New York team that I would ever cheer for in any sport at all. Oh, uh, that's, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Washington Huskies running back, uh, Camp Com Davis, is out for the season. Oh, Davis dude. Yeah. I hate that. It sucks, man. This kid, thud, kid was going to be good. Yeah, he's either the, he was a returning sophomore. He had a huge year as a freshman. He scored like 13 touchdowns. Uh, I want to say he had over 500 yards. 500 yards rushing. He was going to be huge. I'm pretty sure he was going to be their their number one back. Their their starter left, and I think uh, I think Tom Davis was going to be their their starting running back. So that sucks, man. I know they got a couple transfers in from somewhere. They got one or two quarter, uh, running backs that transferred in, but I'm I'm pretty sure Tom Davis was going to be their starter. And like Washington's ranked number, pretty high this year. They're ranked number ten in the nation. So that's a that's a big loss for them. That, that sucks. I hate seeing kids get hurt. Bryce, what were you doing at 17? Uh, it's, oh, I don't know if I can say on the podcast what I was doing at 17. I don't remember. I was whatever the hell you want to on the podcast. It, we don't care. Yeah, uh, <laughs> probably, probably nothing good at 17. I was still in high school, didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. Uh, probably nothing productive or good is what I was doing. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that. 17. Today in 1936, 17-year-old Cleveland Indians future baseball Hall of Famer, Bob Feller had his debut game okay 17 well, 17 debut game I'm, I'm sure he got shellacked and didn't do very good right struck out 15 and won the game four to one <laughs> at 17 uh, at 17 that's why he's a uh, that's why he was a hall of famer our future hall of famer at that time and i'm just some yeah. idiot with a podcast in west georgia <laughs> no ish <laughs> god uh got anything else for us nah man let's get out of here on a hump day we got the coaches show tonight so look out for pictures and stuff all over social media on hometown sports media social platforms download the app uh and we will have all of our audio coming out tomorrow with the coaches show yeah it's i'm looking forward to a lot of uh a lot of good conversations coming up tonight but for bryce farling i'm billy lindall we will talk to you tomorrow same time same place shake your neighbors just shake them